Are we ready, Kurt? Yes, sir. All right, we're ready. James? Okay, so welcome everyone to the uh, November 10th Community Police Review Board meeting. Let's do a roll call first. Uh, start with uh, all the members. Sanjay, are you present? Yes. Jordan, present? I am. Uh, Tony? Tanya, present. Ta Tanya, I'm sorry. Okay. It's okay, it's okay. Uh, let's look out here. Uh, uh, Stephanie, present? I'm present. Mm-hmm. And we have a new member, Ms. Turner. Welcome. And uh, please uh, give a brief overview of yourself. Can you hear me? Yes. She's not speaking. No, she will. Are you myself wanting to give the yes, just yes, just just a, a minute, just say who you are, where you're from, all that good stuff. Absolutely. Um, hello, I'm Emily Turner, um, Dr. Turner. Um, I am a um, research analyst at the Kansas Department of Corrections. I am um, also a, a doctor. I received my doctorate recently from the University of Kansas. Um, I've been with the Kansas Department of Corrections for going on three years, and I'm a mother to a kindergartner, and I'm very, very excited to be here and be a part of this board. Um, I had an opportunity to get to know um, the chief a little bit, and I'm excited to get to know each and every one of you and see where I can contrib contribute and use my voice and hopefully um, help us make progress. Thank you. Thank you. Let us make note there are seven of, six or seven of uh, six of us present today. Uh, can I get a motion to have the minutes approved for, for uh, last meeting, September 13th? We actually don't have I mean, minutes. Don't, okay. We don't have any minutes for you, James. We didn't, okay. see, we didn't see any minutes. Okay. Nope. Uh, moving on to public. And if you want to read that statement, James. Yes, uh, be delightful to. Uh, the public is allowed to speak at public comment after first being recognized by the chair, except that any complaints or comments regarding individually identifiable officers are not allowed. Rather, any such comments or complaints may be provided to the board in writing, and the board will forward such comment or complaint to the appropriate person within the Lawrence Police Department. The board may establish reasonable limitations on the allowable length of public comment. Please limit your comment to three minutes or less. As a courtesy of respect and safety to all participants, outbursts, interruptions, antagonism, obscenities, and physical threats will not be tolerated. As a general practice, the board will not discuss or debate these items, nor will it make decisions on items presented during this time. Okay, moving on to uh, receiving updates from the uh, was. You got uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. You're going to ask for public comment now that you've read that. Just take public comment from the room. You just okay. pass right on by you, it like it doesn't matter to you. Would you what like, would you like, is there any public comment? Fuck yeah, there's public comment. And I say fuck yeah because that's my First Amendment right to say fuck yeah. And if you don't like the obscenity, arrest me. I dare you. Please arrest me so I'll have a case against these fuckers. This is what it sounds like when a man 
is having fingers shoved into his neck while he is restrained by handcuffs and the lower portion of the wrap, meaning he is basically hogtied sitting up. Is this thing even on? I suppose Dave over here left that off. Is it even on? Did it catch it? That's a guy fully restrained being assaulted by your police department. Now your police chief is going to come in here tonight and report a bunch of complaints, but he can't even seem to get the complaint right because I've got copies of the form dated October 24th. And not, that complaint doesn't match up on anything that he has on that list. Comes close on a couple, but not the same charges, not the same exoneration. What's up? I talked to the person that submitted the complaint. It appears that complaint is actually on a different officer. What's up? Why can't we get complete information in here? Why do we have board members getting in chairs up there and then they're just going to ignore public comment and treat it like it doesn't matter? This is a sham. With you in charge, Minor, it's a sham. The way you're acting up there, you're just going to run by public comment like it doesn't matter. Can you even remember what you said two minutes ago? Fuck. Mr. Robbie. Get my name right if you're going to say it, and this is still my three minutes. Do you have a timer going? You continue with these outbursts and this disrespectful and obscenities, mm -hmm. I will ask you to leave. Ask me to leave. This is my public time, my three minutes. You can't stop me from being here, and don't try, because if, if this, you want to have one of these guys arrest me, if I'm this here, board, if and this I won't board, fight. If this board accidentally misses public fight. comment, it is not a I won't fight. Have me fucking arrested, Mr. Minor. I won't I'm fight. I'm asking you to leave. Have me arrested. Am I over my three minutes yet? Yes, you are over your I'd like to know what the timer is. There was no timer set. Two and a half minutes. I got two and a half minutes right now is what he's saying. Have me arrested, Mr. Minor. You want to have me arrested for speaking out? This is my government redress. Please, arrest me. Arrest me, sir. My hands are behind my back. I'm unarmed. Arrest me. Please arrest me. I dare you. God, I'm so tired of hearing that threat that you're going to arrest somebody for speaking out in this town. That is such a goddamn joke. I'm not leaving, buddy. You're going to have to arrest me. Time. See, finish right on time. I, uh, Mr. Watts, I see that your hand is up. Thank you. Steven, Steven, let me ask you before you start. There's some things that you sent us to show. Which ones do you want us to show right now? Thank you, Rich. I appreciate that. Put the one up on uh, Crash Docs, the, the, the card itself, please. Crash Docs, okay. Thank you. Uh, I'll well, wait. I just, yeah, hey, hold man, on. I, I don't have it. Your efforts. There we go. Okay, it's up now. Okay. Hey, you guys. Hopefully you're seeing that. I can't see what you see, so I trust Rich. You know what? Um, I, I can share the screen if you want to. No, it's all good, man. I trust you. <laughs> you know what? In December of 2019, I learned town police instruct people to obtain police reports via this website, crashdocs.org. And it's owned by Carfax, the place where you go to find out how busted a used car is. Uh, I didn't understand why the town police was sending local accident data to this private company. And I sent email after email asking what's going on. 
Nobody responded. Well, here we are three years later, and Rick sent me an email a couple of days ago indicating that, hey, yeah, it's used, and it saves $5 per copy per accident report. But that $5, I mean, it should be zero. We should be able to go to the town police and get zero. You know, not have to pay. My question centers around how much police department time is put into uploading this data. Surely the same amount of money being charged to townspeople for Kansas Open Records requests is being charged. You know, it, you just keep going. Why is our town accident reports being uploaded to a private for-profit company who then take the information and ding your ding the history of your vehicle and go, well, you've got a repair on it. It's not necessary. I don't understand why big business is intruding into Lawrence and why the police has chosen to do that. There are plenty of staff available to make these reports. Am I the only guy in town that is considered about data being sent to for-profit companies? Come on, man. They do not need to do that. Seriously. Next, come on, Rich. Why are these guys sticking their thumb in a guy throat? Come on, I got to follow with that. Why, why are you doing that? Why are the police doing that? I saw the video that that man put up and that guy was fully restrained, Rich. He was, he couldn't move. And yet the, the guy stuck his thumb into his neck. What the fuck? Uh, can I say that? Or... Is Mr. Miner going to get all proper? You know, Mr. Miner, you spend a lot of time talking about civility. I agree. Civility has also to do with responding to email communications and taking a step forward to say, yeah, you know, thank you or something. You guys don't do that. So this word about civility, go take a hike on that, please. Uh, let's let's stand by. You, you, do you guys care that the police department uploads data about your cars to a private company? Rich, I can't believe that you believe this. I really can't. You inherited this as you walked into this environment. Destroy I'm... it. Stop it. Okay. Thank you, Mr. We'll move on. Thank you. Heard I lost the agenda screen again. Okay. Is there any other hands up there? Uh, no other public comment online. Okay. Give me just a minute to get the agenda back, if you would. There we go. Thank you. All right, there we go. Now you're under your updates, sir. Okay, so we're ready for the agenda items of uh, updates uh, from the uh, Community Engagement uh, Committee. Sanjay, do you have a We'll do that. So generally, Jenny would have done that. But here are, we met on 25th, October, and the committee, subcommittee. And here are a few things that we went through. So we sent an email to Cassie Toomey and Chief to follow up about a centralized CPRB email address. And they responded that they have a CPRB LKP, at lkpd.org currently exists that is monitored by the LPD staff. And we can ask, we could ask as a board that any of these emails, uh, 
sent to this address should go to us as well. Uh, one of the questions the subcommittee thought or issue subcommittee thought is should this uh, group address be at hosted at LKPD or should it be hosted at the city? So that's a decision point. After I get done with my report, we can decide. The actually, other Sanjay, actually, that's already been decided. Okay, good. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Chief. So, uh, and so it is decided that we have a city address. No, it's lkpd.org. Oh, dot org. Yep. That's it's, where it'll be. Yeah, it's CPRB at lkpd.org. And it will not be a community uh, address uh, from the city. No, it's. With CPRB at lawrencecity.org. No, lkpd.org. How is that decision made? <laughs> um, it's because uh, the city and the police department have two different servers for email. And in order for me and the uh, person who does the agenda to have access to it, we, it has to be an lkpd.org email address. Can it? Can it? So, so I'm discussing this rather than my report. Yes. In, in my response, would refrain from. Yes, one of the things we have talked about, we talked about in that group is the LKPD address might be perceived as a barrier to community members to interact with the police, and to that, uh, it would be better to have a city-driven address rather than an LKPD address. And it's just mirroring. So, so I don't, the technology group has to figure out, but we'd like it to come to a more, what do I say, more neutral address. So that was what the exactly. three of us decided. Okay, thank you. Jordan, I guess there's, there's no, are you done, Sanjay? Yeah, on the first point. Okay. Yes, go ahead. Please continue. Okay, so, oh, so and we can come back to this if you want to discuss. Uh, finish up with the uh, other reports. engagement. So we asked for information about what groups are being outreached by the LPD so that we could look at filling in some of those gaps. Mm -hmm. And Chief Lockhart responded saying that it would be difficult to compile a list of the local organizations the LPD is connected with. However, suggested that we provide a list of groups we think would be good to connect with and that the LPD will not turn down an invitation for connecting with groups in the community. So the onus is on us to tell the police department, go visit with this group, here's the contact, go visit with this group. And I, yeah. And the third one is we discussed the need to be clear about what steps citizens can expect to take place after a complaint. So in some ways we said uh, having a flow chart for this and making it readily available to the public would be helpful. It would be transparent and they would have more faith and trust in the process. We'd like to know what the paper trail is for these steps to ensure that a procedure is followed. Uh, because, uh, yes. And the last point we talked about, we discussed how with the report from the chief on the complaints, we could know if the complainant was followed up with and if a complaint was bias-based. So that's, and the next meeting we have scheduled is November 22nd. I yes, yes, November 22nd. Yes. So 
that's the report from the Community Engagement Subcommittee. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, with no comment from the uh, Policy Committee, I'll move on to the... I have a follow-up from the last meeting, if that's okay. Okay. So <clears throat> is that uh, C, then? Th that would be the... Uh, Item 1C? Yeah, the Policy Committee, yes. Okay. Uh, James, if, if I could, before we get to C, can we go back to the email? Um, so what I need to know from all of you is if you want that email to forward to each of you, right now it comes to me and to uh, Jen Jones who does the agenda. Um, if you all want it to come to you as well, we can set it up so it can do that. So Chief, my, my thing is before that we need to decide if we are okay with the lkpd.org host or we want to move it to the city host, unless it is absolutely not possible. Uh, it's absolutely not possible. Uh, I, so, since it's, since it's stated that it's not possible, and even if it was possible, I don't see the problem as long as it gets to the, to the right parties. Yes, I understand it makes it difficult for individuals to send it through that gate, still going to get to the right place same it, place it, there's not anything difficult about sending it it's, it's the same it's just the extension at the end it's it's, it's an issue of perception yes that's that's what we're talking about chief is the pers the, the comfort in yes. having it go through those channels and and i have limited experience but i have felt and firsthand i have people have said if xyz if this goes through xyz i'm not saying anything explained that there are different servers. So the chief is the liaison to this board. The chief and his staff prepare the agenda. The CPRB at lkpd.org address is for agenda correspondence primarily. I mean, that's what it, on your agenda, it says written public comment should be sent electronically to that email address. So the, that's if- not really if, a complaint email, it's an agenda email. That's my understanding. If a conversation with the public. If the public wants to have a send an email to the CPRB, it should not have to go through that agenda, is what I'm saying. And if the chief needs it, so at just like we are talking about forwarding the email to everybody, which have different addresses, so from the city.org, we should forward it to the chiefs, whoever handles the agenda. So, so uh, and maybe a workaround to this could be that there is an explanation up front that they can send it to the lkpd.org email address or send it to uh, to one of the individual board members. I think that what we're looking at, though, is having a centralized email that goes through the city to this board rather than going through the police department to this and I understand that, but there's we would still have that they would still have that alternative to send it individually if they wanted. But one way, they we show them the routes that they have in order to send it, but to to get their message. Chief, as we talked about, is that the board members have turnover, and you want to leave that address for everybody in the yes. community to have it in their sight all the time and all the. IT has to do is change who it forwards to. 
Casey? Yes, sir. Have any more comment on that? I, I think my comment would be if the if this if what the subcommittee is interested in is an email for complaints, that is I feel like different than. First of all, I guess I would I would offer that these conversations might be more productive if the the police folks are engaged in your subcommittee work. When I've, I've been copied on emails between the subcommittee and the chief, I, I could see that it's a answer this, answer that. If it's a conversation that you all are having together, you might feel more productive. That's just an observation I would share. Um, second, like I said, if it's if what you're after is a complaint email, I totally get where you're coming from uh, with the perception issue, and I think that it's a separate conversation. If I'm misunderstanding the work of the subcommittee, obviously I'm not there, so I, I don't know the work that you all are doing. I but. And I will remember that you all do have your email addresses as members of the board. I recognize your point, um, Mr. Mishra, that board members do change, um, and that is that is true. But I, if you want someone to monitor that email, then I, that should be the liaison to this board. If if it is about complaints. That is separate from, there's a complaint process, and the chief can speak to that better than I can. May I? Yeah, and we've gone over that in here several times. There's a complaint email address that we have, but also all of your email addresses are on the city's website, so you have your personal ones there. The idea that I understood for this CPRB address was a way to have a central form of correspondence with the entire board. Yes. It's... It, it, it's a conversation with the community, and we are trying to be true to our community engagement subcommittee title, is we think that having a centralized address so that everybody gets to know, and, and Casey, just like once it comes to LKPD, it can be forwarded to us, once it comes to city.org, it can be forwarded to the LKPD address for the chief to control it. Who, who does that? Well, I, I mean, I think what we're doing is creating a redundancy that's not necessary. And so my, I have a separate IT department that manages our email addresses for us. Now we're having to involve another city employee to create another email address. It doesn't really make any sense. And so- it Makes sense to the community engagement yes. committee. I, I think that we'll have to probably do this to a subcommittee or have a side talk. You have yet to explain what the purpose of this centralized email is going to be. We're going back and forth, but what, how, where is the key here? How are you going to use this email to engage the community? I have not heard that yet. So the purpose is to for the community to reach out to the board as easily as possible. Make it easy for the community to talk to the board. Okay, how would you do that? What, that that's nice and that sounds nice, but what, why? Why do we need that? We need that because we want to engage with the community. And the, community, the, community. the police don't? I, I feel that we're not gonna settle this here. And I think that we're gonna have to sidebar uh, talk about it in our subcommittee meeting or structure that. And but if there is if there is restrictions within the police department, we need to understand what those are. The police chief has said that the, the server thing, 
we have to voice our opinion on uh, the pros and cons to that. But I don't think we can solve that in this meeting today. It's I'd like so, to make again, a recommendation. Good, Tanya. The intent and the neutrality or objectivity. Um, and I think it could be because the uh, work group will be working on comp the complaint process. Yes. That could be an agenda item for them to make a recommendation on. That's what I would. So may I submit, this is not for the, not only for the complaint process. This is taking ownership of the board as a city organization so that the community can engage with us okay. rather than have to come to us in a roundabout. So, so, so noted. What would that look like? Because you haven't, we don't know what that would look like. How would the community utilize this email address to engage with us or the police? And that, and that's a good point and we'll have to work that out. I think the point is individually, they can go through and list each one of us individually and contact us individually and the board changes. So if there were one city address for this city body and then there was just an automatic forward to this list and LKPD could be on it, I guess, if and we can discuss with the community how they feel about who the distribution list should be, but it's a city organization with a city email that can be sent to the members without them having to individually go through and email each one of us separately. Is that generally the gist of having the Thank email? You. Thank so you. some folks may not want to send an email directed to us directly to the police department. That is for its prescribed purpose. This is a new email address for communicating with this body directly. Is there any prohibition against an organize, a board like this having a group email address through the city? Well, that's what we've created is a group email address. Is for there, all. no, for this body to have a city email rather than an LKPD email, is well, there you, any you, prohibition against that? I don't think there's any, there's pro prohibition. sorry, Chief. I don't think there's any prohibition. I don't know of any other boards that have that. The city commission, for example, doesn't have that. They have a city, a, an email address that comes to the city manager's office mm -hmm. that is for items that want to go to the whole group. They get attached to the city commission agenda. For individual correspondence, people individually email the city commissioners, is, if that's helpful. I'm not saying there's a prohibition. I'm just saying I don't, that's where we're talking from is we don't know of other examples where that exists. And I, I, but again, this I, conversation, I think, in the subcommittee could be talked through and we could figure it out as opposed to having that conversation during this meeting, which I thought was just reporting out of the work that the committee had done. I, I so sorry if we're not adequately prepared. I agree with you. I, from what you just stated, it's similar to the structure that the city commission has right now. If we want to improve on that, it should not be at this meeting. It should be at uh, the subcommittee meeting as we go along and we go about the complaint process and we go about those things and talk about the pros and cons to how an individual would, would send information to this board or all the cognizant bodies that need to be present or should hear that. If they feel uncomfortable with that, we should talk about how to make that better or if we can make it better, but not here. 
So let me ask for right now, we've got the CPRB at lkpd.org set up. Do you want that to go to each of you individually? That's what I need to know from you tonight. I think that's a good start is my opinion, at least so that we see what is coming through that. Do we need to make a motion for that? No motion. Um, I just need to know if that's what the, that, the board would like. And I don't have a problem with that. If that works, then I'll set that up so that it comes to each of your emails and you can see what's coming through there. Okay. Does anybody against that or feel, un feel uncomfortable? Stephanie? This board member, uh, Stephanie Littleton, just so I get clarification, Chief. So what that will contain is the agenda as it does now, right? Yeah, so what, what that's used for is it's, it's for agenda items. It's for correspondence. So if somebody wants to email the board, they can do that for, for right now. And then it sounds to me like the Community Engagement Committee will discuss further and maybe bring something back here with regard to whether it's going to be a city or LKPD, but we already have that one set up. We are using that one. So what I, like I said, what I need to know is whether or not you all want that coming to you all individually or not. Yeah, I'm okay with that explanation. I'm good with that. And I like this, what the engagement committee is working on. I like the ideal and I agree. We just um, take this to the side so to speak, and, and work on another way to make this happen. Because I really like the idea that you all bring into the table to make it a neutral place for, for, for the community to come reach out to us. So thanks for your work on that. Are there any other? So let me move got, on before we- uh, And I apologize for the typos. I don't know why it keeps coming up police oversight, the, the police oversight work group with the policy committee. So you got the oversight work group next, James and then the policy committee yes, is what that should be say. policy. We figured that out, Chief. <laughs> and we don't have any one uh, B. We, we well we one B. Um, Public we, comment. We're not there yet. Steve. We're not there yet. Thank you. Said one. On one uh, B, um, um, I, I think um, some of the preparatory work has been done with the facilitators. Yes, we what we did was an intro. Uh, with the facilitators and just to understand where we were at, where they were at, how they were going to go about the process and give our viewpoints on where we think the board should go and what was our concerns in regards to the work group and things like that and that nature. Uh, any more detail, I don't have that, uh, but it sounds positive. Uh, and it can only be positive as long as we put the effort into it. And uh, that's all I have on that. It, hey, yes. Is there a timeline to it? And is that information, the minutes or that conversation public? I have not had that. I have not had a timeline as of yet. At this point, so it we will, don't be, know. This it will is be public. Unending process. Uh, not exactly. I can, oh. James, if you want, I can give a little bit more update on that. Yes, please. Um, so he's, the consultants reached out to members of the work group and they've done those initial one-on-one -on -one kind of mm -hmm. um, assessments. And then uh, he's hoping to get some of the group meetings started soon. Um, I think the idea is to have this finished by the end of February. Um, but, you know, we got holidays coming up, so that may 
prolong a little bit. So we should start uh, seeing some of those public meetings started. These were not public meetings initially because they were just one-on-ones with the participants um, to kind of get uh, an idea of what the scope of work is. So when the work group does convene, it will be open? Yes. 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 So that was my question too. If the public wants to know where this group sits, where should they go? That has not been announced yet, but it will be announced. Yes. Better. No update from the policy committee, is that correct? Um, I, I have a follow-up from the last meeting. Thank you. Yeah. So, Rich, one of the things that um, the group, group of two, <laughs> uh, discussed were, uh, were, were identifying um, the um, bias uh, policies, the policies that addressed specifically uh, bias-based policing. And so I, w I can write you um, separately with um, the, the committee involved to try to pull those out because it's how many, 480 pages, I believe, of policies. And so we were wanting to pull those out specifically to look at, uh, if you could help us with that. Yeah, and I think what, what maybe, when are you guys meeting next? Pardon? Subcommittee. When are you meeting next? The policy committee? When are you all meeting next? Probably, maybe the end of the month. Okay. Um, I might suggest that you uh, have Major Cooper attend. He's got all of our, he's our policy person, and he can bring all of those to you and, and help you find uh, other related policies that you may want to look at. So if you let me know when your meeting is, I can make sure that he's there for you. And brings them with them. And you can you can reach out to me, uh, and I can point you to some the policy and procedures. Do you if you have don't have that, I can show you where that's at. We have we have them. Okay. Yeah. Thank okay. you. But yes, Major Cooper would be a good resource for that. Uh, so we're done there. Uh, you'll want to do public comment, James. After yes. that, I'm not forgetting it. <laughs> uh, Mr. Mr. Watts, I see you. Uh, I see your hand up. Oh, here we go. Okay, thank you, Mr. Miner. And Mr. Miner, I gotta say, I'm pretty disgusted with your performance. You're supposed to represent me. You're not supposed to represent the police force. And so far, all you've done is say, yeah, yeah, yeah. So go fly a kite, please. You don't respond to emails. You talk about civility, my brother. Now, you got a lot to learn about civility. Okay, going about the email address, you're hearing nothing but stoned cold lies. It has nothing to do with the domain extension, lkpd.org versus lawrenceks.org. It's just moving clicks and clicks. All you got to do is move some stuff. It isn't rocket science. The lkpd.org says the police control stuff. Come on, man. You look at this stuff now. Rich is the consultant. Rich's address, LKPD. These bastards. Yeah, Rich, I said it. They had their own website, LKPD.org, and they were compelled to combine it with the city. They are part of the city. They are civil servants, peacekeepers. There is nothing unique about them. Please make them part of the city and make your emails part of the city, not LKPD.org. Rich, I'm going to say it now. Do you guys get a hard on when they say, oh, 
LKPD, and they wear all that jive. I see you don't got your colonel wings on today, which is good. Thank you. And I hate getting animated with this. I would love to sit down with you people and just talk like a regular guy, but you give me three fucking minutes. So you compel me to get animated. You provoke. So it looks like there's anyone else on the line, James. Michael, do you have a comment? Make sure you weren't going to skip. Starting with C. The policy committee, would you guys please make them explain how nothing they're liable for under policy, how everything is exonerated, how they can't find a policy that says people should not be injured that way with a mandibular angle? And it shouldn't happen in a fucking rap. You know, that's the same cop that told me on a scene that they were outnumbered. That's why he didn't issue a bunch of disorderlies. They were outnumbered. And this is two minutes after he got done telling me Officer Hal heard bullets going by his head. Literally, this guy can let go of bullets going by an officer's head. But he waits till a motherfucker is wrapped up to assault him. Good job, Rich. That's your policy committee for you. That's your policy committee for you. Your policy committee brought out beanbag shotguns. Rich came in here and gave us a nice little thing about how we're all going to be safe now because we got these beanbag shotguns. Where were your fucking beanbag shotguns, Rick? 17 rounds. Where were your beanbag shotguns, Rich? Motherfuckers, man. Do you guys not see what's going on? I'm not over three minutes. Shush. Re re refrain from the obscenity. I will say whatever I want because it is my First Amendment right. Now you can shut the fuck up and quit invading in my time. Courtney Shipley Lackey, have me arrested. I'm here. Arrest me if you want. Son of a bitch, I'm tired of this shit. Let's go up to A. I am never going to communicate with you guys through an LKPD address. Never, 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 never. And that's why he wants it, because he wants control. Because the less we complain, the less we can talk about complaints. And how about the complaints? They're all exonerated or unfounded. We can do no wrong. But I've documented a number of people being assaulted on our streets. And we do no wrong. And you sit there and you smirk and you play your little good buddy game. I'm going to get you rich. I'm going to get your department. I'm going to come for some badges. It may not be this one. It may not be the next one. I'm coming for some badges, buddy. You better straighten up and start telling these people the fucking truth. 17 rounds, no beanbag shotguns. And if you want to arrest somebody, Mr. Minor, get with it, buddy. Otherwise, quit interrupting me. Anybody else? Is there any other public comment? Moving on, discussion of policy development and, and, the, and the and approval process. All right, this is something that you all asked for from the last meeting, so I wanted to go through kind of our entire approval process. Um, 
City Code 13-104 uh, reads, the Chief of Police of the Police Department shall, under the direction of the City Manager, have complete control of the Police Department and shall be responsible for the proper organization, training, disciplining, and functioning of the Police Department, and for the proper care, use, and safety of all property used in connection with the Department. So that outlines that I'm the one who has responsibility for policy approval for the Department. Um, we use a company called Lexapol for our policies, and I want to play a little video for you here that will uh, illustrate uh, who Lexapol is and uh, what they do. And I believe that will do it here. Public safety is dynamic with ever-changing laws, standards, technologies, oh. practices. Without dedicating countless hours to staying ahead of Thank the curve, you. it can seem impossible to keep up, and you can't be an expert at everything. Between all the things vying for your attention, you still need to keep focused on your agency's purpose, serving and protecting, protecting your community. Lexapol helps you lighten the load, allowing you to focus on your core responsibilities. Our comprehensive suite of solutions, developed and continuously updated by public safety professionals, work together to empower agencies to serve their communities safely, professionally, and effectively. Policy is the foundation of your operations. We know the importance of solid policy and offer state-specific manuals, continuous updates based on changing laws and best practices, and an app to easily access policy content anywhere. Training builds on that foundation. Through our online learning platforms, your personnel have access to hundreds of hours of content, ensuring they meet training and recertification standards. Wellness matters too. Our wellness solution gives your personnel 24-7 confidential access to top-tier mental and physical wellness support. And finally, we understand funding challenges. We help you find, apply for, and track grant awards so your agency can make essential purchases, stretching your budget further. Plus, we keep you up to date on news and analysis with our award-winning industry news sites. With Lexapol on your side, you have a team of experts comprised of public safety professionals like you. We get it. We are here to provide mission-critical solutions to help your agency thrive so you can focus on what you do best, serving your community safely and professionally. So, um, Chief, I have a follow-up question on that. Um, I, I, is that a, like a like a, a data keeper of your policy so I'm they can go be? It right here. Oh, I I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. That's not sorry all. To interrupt. Okay. No, you're fine. And mm -hmm. I'm like not talking to you, so it feels kind of weird. But I'm looking at you guys on it's the okay. TV okay. screen, so That's that way I can be heard. So, uh, Lexapol was created in 2003 by two attorneys and former law enforcement officers, um, and it was born from a vision of a better, safer way to run public safety agencies. Uh, it was a perfect combination: Bruce Prate's courtroom experience representing public safety agencies, and a unique uh, and Gordon Graham's foundation and risk management principles, including a unique approach to training he created while at the California Highway Patrol. From that foundation, Lexapol grew to form an entire risk manage management solution for public safety and local government. Uh, they started by developing comprehensive, continuously updated policies for public safety agencies, then added online training, wellness resources, grant services, and an electronic policy management platform, as well as the digital communities Police One, Fire Rescue One, Corrections One, EMS One, and Gov One. Uh, today they serve more than 2 million public safety and government professionals with a range of informational and technological solutions to meet the challenges facing these dynamic industries. Uh, through all the changes, their mission remains the same to use content and technology to create safer communities and empower the individuals and organizations that serve them. 
In 2018, we entered an agreement with Lexapol, and what we did is we sent them our old policy manual. They did a cross-reference of our old policy manual and the Lexapol manual. They identified where certain directives in our old manual were covered in the new manual, and what was content for a procedure manual, and what should be covered as a training topic and not in the manual at all. Uh, we filled out a form that auto-populated certain fields that are unique to us, such as CRT, our crisis response team, AIU, accident investigation unit, sergeant, officer special, et cetera, just those unique terms. Uh, once this was all done, policies were sent to us in the context that we could have just accepted them as they were and published them. However, we didn't do that. Um, we didn't think that was acceptable because we were not set up for some of the ways uh, that the policies were written. Uh, we formed a small committee of staff members and we began combing through the old manual and the Lexapol policies, the new manual, to see what pertained to LPD and what we needed to fold back in from our old manual as identified in the cross-reference. We did the initial editing and ensured they met LPD's values and were policies that we could follow. Once those initial edits were done, we sent the policies to subject matter experts as necessary within the department, um, to sergeants and captains, uh, our legal department uh, within the city for feedback and review. Once all those recommendations were received, the policies were edited again for content and applicability. Once this was done, the policy was resent to the same individuals for another review and feedback. Sometimes this went on for several versions, other times it was just a few versions. Once all the edits were made, the policy sat in a folder until the manual was completely ready for publishing. The policies were published in groups and every member on the PD were required to read and acknowledge the policy. We went live with the manual in January of 2020. Since then, we get quarterly updates from Lexapol. We go through these policies and we'll make the updates as they apply to us. Again, some of these updates may just be recommending a change to a function that we do not have or are not capable of performing. If it is a policy that requires special attention, for example, sexual assault investigations, those get sent out to our SVU, or Special Victims Unit, uh, for feedback. Once the versions are approved by the group, it's shared with legal. And then once the legal department is good with it, we share it with the DA. Once they've provided feedback and all the uh, individuals are good with the policy, it's published and all members of the department are required to read and acknowledge it. All policies are reviewed annually and during those reviews, we'll get feedback from members letting, a, letting us know that something needs edited, modified or updated. Uh, generally, we go through these and make changes as necessary. If we need to make a major content change, uh, we create the change based on a general direction uh, that we uh, direct uh, our policy folks to and then share the draft with the command staff and the subject matter experts. Uh, the policy is then published once it goes through that process. And then uh, twice a year right now with our system, we do that giant PDF that uh, Tanya, you and Jordan saw, um, and that updates our policies on our website. So they're all there for folks to see. Um, I will tell you, I think I've shared this with you before, um, when we start the CALEA process and upload our policies into PowerDMS, which will be our new policy acknowledgement system, uh, those, that has a public facing option so that those policies will be available individually immediately to the public as they're updated. So that'll be a huge improvement over that giant PDF. Uh, happy to answer any questions that you all might have. I, so, Sanjay? I have three questions. <laughs> no, not three questions. First one is a uh, clarification. Il, is this uh, document going to be part of the minutes? Which document? That one you read off. No, that's just my talking points. Okay. 
I mean, I can if you want to. I don't know if I should save it. It would be good to put it out there. Okay. It's my my understanding. Mm -hmm. Then my other question is, uh, so now on the Kalia process, also there does not seem to be any public input sought in the policy. On the Kalia process? Also. So far, I didn't hear that you publish it and capture community comments. Mm -hmm. You go to experts and subject matter people right. and internal experts, and they decide what the policy should be without any input from, quote-unquote, the public. Correct. Is that the same going forward in the um, Kalia also? Kalia doesn't have any stipulation that you have public input on policy. Okay. So n- no public policy. The other one was what percent of your budget is spent on Lexapol? On Lexapol, we, I think it's, it's, I don't know what the percent is, it costs us somewhere between twenty-six dollars and $27,000 a year. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, that was going to be my clarifying question. Oh, did you have another question? No, no, okay. I'm, I'm is, good for you know, now. You, you said that there's a committee that reviews it. Um, it's approved by the group. There are edits from the group. So can you clarify the makeup of that group and review committee? It just depends on the policy itself. Um, there's, uh, it, it, you know, it, the po- like if we have a policy on driving, it'll involve our driving instructors. Um, if it's just like a general policy, Major Cooper um, is the primary person that's involved with reviewing those, and he brings in people that would have expertise on those. So it's not one necessarily standing committee. Okay, so at the annual policy review, you receive feedback and edits from the group. So that's not a standing group, and the members of that group are recruited from within the police department, within city staff, members of the community? Within the police department. Exclusively? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if I hear that, if I hear that correctly, it varies, varies depend on the uh, situation. Yeah, as I mentioned, like if we have a policy update for uh, sexual assault investigations, we'll bring our special victims unit in on that one. Mm-hmm. Amy, Amy Lee, do you have a question? Yeah, or? I was going to say, um, Chief, could you clarify for us what different, like what type of policies, like where are these, where are your um, sources of influence coming from? Are these policies coming from the state? Statutes or the you know where 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 are they fully derived from? Not just who's reviewing them and approving them. So we get them from Lexapol, and Lexapol has state-specific policies that they send to us. So they're, the, what we receive from them uh, incorporates any uh, legal updates from Supreme Court cases, any legal updates from the state of Kansas, uh, statute changes, those kinds of things. They come to us like that, and then we go through them to evaluate for what our local um, expectations, what our local values are. So we, we basically make them Lawrence Police Department specific at that point. Cool. And then my last question for you is, could you clarify how, how challenging would it be and, and, and what, of, of what use might it be to have the public even have any role in engaging with or reviewing such policies? 
I think there's some value in it. And, and certainly long-term, that's something I would like to explore. Um, I, I don't know that it would be possible for every policy. And there are some policies that um, we, we don't make public at all, um, tactical things, uh, anything that might reveal how investigations are conducted. But I think there might be some opportunities. Um, the, the biggest issue with it is it's going to slow down the policy uh, update process. So, um, you know, we have to be very um, aware that sometimes these things need to be updated quickly. Um, and then, you know, with all of the um, uh, guidance that we get from Lexapol and from our department members, um, I don't know how much would change with public input, but that is something not on my long-term uh, plan. Thank you. Thank you. Stephanie. Well, uh, Stephanie, do you have a yeah, this is a board member Littleton. Hey, Chief, is it possible that to to streamline our subcommittee to partner with the police department when you have that way we kind of are kept up to date with the next thing that you're working on the next thing so we can just partner? It would make more sense that we have some kind of say in that. Yeah, I think if the policy committee wants to uh, incorporate Major Cooper into the review, I think that's definitely something we could work on. Um, I don't know that it's something we could resolve like a once a month meeting, but uh, certainly um, if you all want to be part of that, um, we can uh, make some opportunities like that. And I don't know what all it entails, but I, I'm just kind of want to open up that thought so we can really start working more streamlined together. So. Can I ask a question for Member Bickford? Sorry. Um, when do we expect the next quarterly update from Lexapol on policy? I don't have an answer. I can find out and let you know. Come on, you said quarterly? I don't know that. Yeah, you said that there were quarterly. Annually, updates. and then um, I think I said annually. There's an annual policy review, said that it was quarterly implemented in January 2020 updates. with quarterly updates. I don't see anything about quarterly. I got they're reviewed annually. Um, it was ahead of that. So 2018, you entered the agreement. Yeah, that was the that initial. Was 2020. That was the initial thing getting everything, the whole policy started. But once that was published. Does anybody else have quarterly updates? I have notes? it. I have it on my quarterly updates by Lexapol. That's, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what's your question, Jordan? I was just asking when the next quarterly update. I'll find out for you. Anticipated, and then maybe we could, maybe that policy subcommittee could um, see what that update looks like. Um, quick question, Chief. Just a quick follow-up. Some of my question got answered, so I'll try to be specific with this. Um, so some of the updates of changes in policy come from are somewhat automated, I'll say. Um, what about internally? If there's an idea or um, something that needs to be addressed where an internal policy needs to be generated, what, what does that look like? So give me an example of what you're thinking of. Oh, Because they're all, they're all internal policies. Okay. Um, are you talking about like a department member bringing an idea for a policy change? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that a couple of different ways that can happen. Um, so recently I sent out a department memo that updated um, how we're handling 
um, ordinances, ordinance enforcement downtown. Uh, that's just handled through memo. Um, and then if the next time we update the policy, the memos can be incorporated. So we can make policy by memo and, and do it that way. Mm -hmm. If it's a, a significant change, then we can make it right away. If it's something that can wait for the next policy update, then we'll incorporate it with the next policy update. And um, this is board member Minor. I know it, I think it was mentioned that um, the differences between the situations that occur, but is there just a general general process or steps that you go through regardless of that? So the community, uh, the board can understand, okay, when this occurs, this this is these are these steps in there. Do you have something like that? Something just in general for folks to follow. It doesn't have to be specific, but uh, for updating policies, do for, we have a uh, just going through your whole procedure or updating policies, etc. Do you have something like that that outlines and gives people a perspective on uh, the community perspective of how this process works? I, I'm not sure I'm understanding your question. I apologize. Are you okay, saying uh, it, it was just we we talk about the quarterly updates. We talk about the different steps that go through that do you all have that outline for someone who's not knowledgeable on this process or these procedures these are the steps that you all would no, may go through in order to um, execute the uh, new procedures or policies I don't know that answer off the top okay. of my head and, and honestly honestly James I can tell you uh, from working at the state level Department of Correction does a research, you know, policy analyst. Policy takes time in terms of updates and changes. And whether that's the local level or state level, it's not going to, there's no standardized way for understanding how policies update themselves. Just like the chief said, it could be the Supreme Court having a landmark outcome of cases like we've seen with like abortion, or, you know, it could be the executive order from a president on you know, marijuana legalization, and it could be something that comes from the governor or, you know, it, it just, it's a process. Policy is, um, policy change is very just long, long, you know, and messy. And so I think if we're trying to have a good understanding of how our local police department updates their policy, the first thing we as a board really need to understand are what are their current policies. I would, as a new board member, I, I know I need to get in touch with Major Cooper. I need to understand what are our policies. I need to look at the website. I need to make sure that I have a good understanding of what policies we follow. Because if we don't, have, if, if as a board, we have no clear understanding of what our policies even are, like what, you know, I mean, I haven't heard any of you guys even talk about current policies, even the policy subcommittee, like zoom in on specific policy areas. Like I'm just saying, um, I, I don't know how we could expect that of the chief if we don't have a good foundation ourselves in the policy area. Uh, is there any public comment? Michael, thank you. The key words at the beginning of that advertisement for Lexapol, policy arrived from a person with courtroom experience defending law enforcement officers. There's a basic misunderstanding that the public has about the training that law enforcement gets about the Constitution and our rights. They're not deeply trained to protect our rights. They're not deeply trained to make sure that our rights are never infringed. 
They are deeply trained to make sure they never get strung up in a lawsuit for violating our rights. And I'm sorry if some people don't believe that, but I have former LEOs that have brought me their training records and their documents from KLETC that show this training, that talk about this training. And the general person doesn't understand that. They think when they hear constitutional training and law training and this and that, they think these officers are be being trained on the law and how to protect us. They're protecting themselves. It's all about protecting themselves. You guys need to find a policy that stops the, the abuse on the street of citizens that are hogtied. I cannot believe they had the nuts to exonerate that. There were injuries from a pressure point. Injuries. I've talked to jujitsu experts that say that should never happen with a mandibular angle pressure point. But you think it's okay. The policies need to include some federal law. We heard the man himself here say that the threats occur and they're common. And a few weeks later, those threats became quote unquote warnings. Nice wordplay, Chief. That's how they do it, wordplay. They word the policies so that there's never a violation. Look at your exonerations tonight. They're coming up. Look at the number of exonerations. There's a couple of them accusing officers of smoking PCP. Yeah, that's a little far. But all of them, every complaint is exonerated. Are we to believe that every single complaint was worthless to begin with? I don't think so. Oh, by the way, before my three minutes is up, each of you has a three-page a little pamphlet that I set up there. The reason I brought that tonight was to show you how this fight with the police started. When I first came out on the street, I used to hand those to officers and try to have conversation with them. It started nice. And they kept filing charges. And they kept playing bullshit games. And now we're here. Steven, Mr. Watt. Thank you. Just a second. <clears throat> wow. Lexipol, well, let's back up. Having procedure manual is important. There wasn't one a couple of years ago, really. And then they bought Lexipol. Lexipol is not here to help the citizens. Lexipol is here <laughs> to help police people do whatever they want, whenever they want. I've read this police manual repeatedly over and over. I probably know it better than Rich does. He's a busy man. I get that. But I'm a go-by-the-book rule man. Those rules are structured to screw citizens and to help police people screw citizens. It's wrong. Have any of you read the manual? I worked for the Department of Corrections for five years in this hillbilly state. Yeah, at the Kansas Reception and Diagnostic Center, writing psychosocial evaluations and freeing motor scooters from prison. I had five years too much of that. Bull butter. Yeah, we can talk about the, uh, 
what do you call it, Rich? The uh, 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 accreditation. Good project, but accreditation is paper tiger. It only guarantees minimal standards. We will shut the door when it's cold. Okay. <laughs> That's all it does. Come on, man. And if Lawrence can't meet that, oh, my goodness. Back to LexiPole. I have sent all of you all of the information relative to how bad LexiPole is for our town. I am right here. I will help write that manual for free. The manual needs to be written by our town, not by a right-wing think tank, part of the Fraternal Order of Police cabal. And more and more, that's what it is. It is a motor scooting cabal where these guys talk from New York to California. Hey, we got this going on, do this. If you don't think that's going on, you're wrong. Rich, why don't you want people in there helping you write these policies? Man, I'm on your side. You guys keep making this hard, going way around the town. Any of you see the movie Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome? Who runs Barter Town? Annie M or Master Blaster? That's what we're talking about here. Thank you. I don't see any other hands up. So let's move on to a discussion of data metrics collected on complaints. Who has that? I, I think the, well, maybe Jennifer, that was a Huh? Were you talking to me? I was talking to anyone that is has that information. Has that information on that? And it comes out from our discussion because we wanted to know when the complaints happen, what are the columns we fill out? And some of it seemed obvious: uh, the gender, age, race. What else gets filled out? was the question. Because mm -hmm. yeah, we talked about bias and yes. how do we identify, how, how do we de determine? How do we determine, or at least if we went review. back to review uh, uh, months or years later, that this was a biased complaint, this was a, uh, how, do how does the police department go about identifying the, what are considered key areas for complaints? And we'd like to see that just how you do your work. Are you asking how we classify yeah. complaints? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So when the complaint comes in, we see what the general subject matter of the complaint is and then classify it. Rich, may I clarify? Yeah. I think rather than just classify, I would say, how do you yeah, classify is a fair word, but classify would be low, medium, high. That's also a classification. The way I'm looking, or we were thinking about the complaint was, this complaint came from a young, white, or 14-year-old, white, male, mm -hmm. houseless, something like that. So these are the categories we were thinking a complaint would be classified, and then 
some of it can be used to determine if this were bias-based. So you mean gathering demographic? Yes, whatever data. And then yes. classifying it would be the nature of the complaint. That's the other. Yes, that's the other classification that I think Rich was going to is uh, what is this kind of a complaint? We are looking for descriptors of a complaint. So you want demographic data on complainants? Some description, yes, yes. So that ultimately you would also, at the end of the year, if you ran a, an analysis, you could say most of our complaints come from, I don't want to dump on the kids, uh, older people, okay, for example. Or most of the complaints come from the houseless people. Or most of the complaints come from gender. Uh, LGBT community. Have you put a plan together for to even deliver to him so he could even explain how to? So, uh, Dr. Turner, what we are looking for is what are the current practices, and then we want okay. to once we understand current practice, then you can make suggestions. So we don't collect any demographic data right now from clients. Okay. And, and that's what we were looking for is we're trying to understand what you all were doing without yes. giving any input and saying this is what we we'd like to see. We just want to see what you have at start and then go from there. You know, it's hard for us to, it's hard for a board to make or me to make a suggestion on something like that when I don't know what you all are doing because it may be fine and it, it may have a lot of holes in it, but I need to see what you all are doing in regards to the collection of data so that you can say to Mr. Mishra's point, uh, it's happening to young person, uh, women, things like that, things that you feel are, the police department feels is pertinent to the data. And, and to your credit, Rich, before you came, we did not hear about complaints. Right. So now that we are hearing about complaint, we want to know a little more. Yeah. And we want to know a little more. So that's how you're vetting, <laughs> we are vetting the process. And it's our role, our goal is uh, the community has uh, very good interactions with the police. Um, and so the more we put it out in the open, this is what's happening. We could do an year-end report. Uh, and our group could do that year-end report to say, look, of the complaints, so many came from this, so many came from this, some descriptives, that'll help. Um, Chief, yeah. I had a question for you, um, following up on this um, this agenda item. I know I'm new, so I just want to have a clear understanding because I know we signed contracts for this. Do, what, to what extent are we reviewing complaints ourselves as the board members? The board is the board can review any complaint of bias based or racial profiling um, after it's completed and the complainant asks for a review of that complaint. So the absent that the board has no authority to review any other complaints. Okay. So with that in mind, um, Sanjay. Go ahead. How would, um, you know, if we're, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't that kind of limit us? <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> Thank you. You got to the point. It took us some time to get there. And as we were rewriting the ordinance, that was a very pertinent thing that we were talking about. Yeah, I just and, um, and I would encourage, sorry, I would encourage uh, all the new members to look at the revised document to see where we wanted to move from where we sit today. Okay. Is any more comment from the board members? Okay, moving on to public comment. Actually, oh, okay. just really quickly, because I think part of collecting this data, each individual complaint may not be a complaint of racial or bias-based policing, but when we have collective data on who is submitting complaints, whatever they are categorized as to start with, that still falls within the review of what may be racial or bias-based policing based on what feedback we're getting directly from the community. So without that data, we really can't tell. Yeah. Maybe we can come up with a plan and try to identify what some of those category categories and data measures might be. Demographic, social, uh, political, whatever we, you know, you know that that's something I feel like we could kind of come up with as a board um, and then maybe present to the chief so he has a better understanding. Not a data scientist. <laughs> well, what we want to find out is first what you have. Yes. What what does the police department have, regardless of bias or whatever? How are they going about the process? How are they collecting the data? How are they doing the uh, investigation in regards to this is why this is a data point, this is why this is a data point, things like that. But I think if I went in front of the city commission and they asked what's going on, I would want to have some type of presentation to say, mm -hmm. here's all the key elements that we have determined, and this is how they fall into these particular boxes. Well, that makes sense. Quantitative data uh, also is, does it have a lens? Yes. When it's taking in information. Exactly. Yep. So it, it's a little more objective. It is just understanding the process, and I think from the board's perspective, and I hope, Chief, you agree, that information will give us some indicators that we are doing good by the community mm -hmm. and we are improving year on year on year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. If no more comments from the board, public comment. Do you guys see how you received that? If you learn how to read the man, you'll you'll understand it. Because when he likes what you're saying, he kind of nods and smiles and gives you the yeah, I'll get that done. But when he doesn't like what you're saying, he just sits there. Learn how to read the man. You figure some things out. They don't want to let you have complaint data because they don't want you to see the trends. I sent you guys a video where I pulled all the data for about seven years. I just sent it to you a few minutes ago so that you could have it. But there were trends there, lots of trends. But they don't want you to see that. They don't think people are gonna take the time to look at that. And that's why they don't wanna give you data. And uh, I don't remember the new board member's name, but I gotta tell you, whoever you are, you went down about four notches in my book for defending him. He's here to help us make the police department better. And he needs to be doing that. And that doesn't mean exonerating people 
for assaulting our citizens. Giving this man a way out from his explanations is what Courtney Shipley did. It's what James Miner's done. And we're really tired of that. You guys need to quit giving this man a way out. He needs to explain. And I'm gonna demand some explanations here in a few minutes. I'm gonna demand some explanations, Chief, because you're lying. Or you're at least not telling the truth. That's for sure. That's for sure. They have the evidence now. We'll see if any of them have the nuts to ask you the questions. Mr. Watts. Hi. <clears throat> Thank you. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> a little source of humor in here with Ms. Turner asking, what? And, 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 and Dr. <laughs> Dr. Sanjay saying, that's what the deal is. There are no complaints to look at. There was an ordinance getting ready to be passed, but they the wind got taken out of the sails by the police department prior to Rich getting here. Rich has inherited this stuff. We've all got to remember, this is a town that ran the last police chief out of town, a black man, because the police didn't like their boss. What the fuck? Excuse me. What the heck? I mean, oh my goodness. So, yeah. Complaints, Rich. There are all kinds of complaints a guy could file. As an example, I got a little personal issue. I try not to make it out here. The parking issue. How do you complain about a guy that they don't they don't send the police out here when you call them now? You call them on the phone and they say, well, we'll get there when we fail like it. What the hell? Here, I want to talk to you about a community where I lived in where there aren't these kind of issues. Yeah, it's a wealthy, rich, white boy community. In fact, it's a, it's a whole other kind of place. No parking on the street after five. Mm -mm. Even if in your driveway, the neighbors are going to talk to you. It needs to be in the damn driveway or in the park, in the garage. What I'm trying to get is that the police there were very friendly and nice and helpful. Why are these guys pricks? I mean, stoned pricks. Is that part of the training? How do you complain about affect and the way that they come in? Uh, I know that the job isn't easy. Once upon a time, I was a social worker. Yeah, I went to places where the police wouldn't go in Chicago. Cabrini Green, ooh, that was a happy place inside that housing project. Four million stories high with no elevator, no guns, no knives, a clipboard and a pen. Fuck you, police and safety issues. Anyway, excuse me, um, they get animated with three minutes. I want to sit down and talk about this stuff. You guys are in there yammer yammering. Come on, man. You talk more about email addresses than you did about the town policy of choking people to death, which took two years for Rich to say, we're not going to do that. Thank you, Rich. Okay, that's enough for now. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> The next item, receive the monthly complaint report from Chief Lockhart. You all have the report and i um, happy to answer any questions you might have. Oh, let's go through. I don't have any phone. Let's see. Chief, can you share the screen, please? Yes. Yes, I can. Because I... 
I don't have it on my screen. <laughs> yes. The green, ah, uh, yeah. There so you go, there you go. Can I move that the other? Yeah. All right. Casey, is it possible that I can request an executive session to talk specifically about a complaint with the board and the chief? Is that within the rules? Mm, I'm sorry, it's not. I'm not there. Uh, the board would be able to recess to executive session for that, though, correct? If, they if that item was on the agenda, which it is not. Executive session for anything, couldn't they? It has to be on the. It has to be on the agenda, sir. I cannot scroll. Jeez. Do I need to scroll for you? I, yes, thank you. If you could start from the top and. <laughs> uh, you want me to start back here? Uh, yes. Page one, yes. slow readers. Sorry. I, I, I agree with you, Sanjay. I'm a slow reader. This is at Board Member Littleton. Can, can I ask? I could not hear what Mr. Randy said. Get some input on what he was inquiring. I about. asked for an executive session to discuss a complaint in specific terms with the board and chief. Okay, thank you. Um, Chief. Yes. Um, how long are the complaints that you generally receive? How long? Is, is that what you asked me? Is it like a form they submit or is it like a narrative format? Um, I, I guess the like the complaints that somebody fills out and gives us, how long are they? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah, I haven't seen um, one of the complaints yet. <laughs> it just it depends. I'm assuming this is not. Yeah, this is not the entire complaint. So what you've got here, you've got the complaint number. That's PC 22-039. When the complaint was received, a brief synopsis, and then the elements of the complaint, and then their disposition. And if I think this month all the complaints were resolved, but if we last month we had a couple that were filed, but that weren't resolved. So in those situations, we give you the complaint number and when it was received, and then the nature of the complaint, but no disposition and not and uh, it comes without a narrative. So you get the narrative after it's resolved. And I probably scrolled the wrong. Do you guys need me to scroll down now? Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I've sent you all a complaint. You can forward it to her so that she can see it. Glad to be of help. Thank you. Unbelievable that he wouldn't think of that stuff.
Chair Turner, this is Board Member Bickford. Just for some clarification here, we are being provided this summary by the chief. Um, yes. He's volunteered this information. Under our ordinance, our review of complaints would come if it was appealed and it was specifically a complaint as to racial or bias-based policing. So where it is standard of conduct, excessive use of force, those items are outside of this board's purview. And if it were a complaint as to racial or bias-based policing, our full review of that would only happen if that complaint was appealed. So further recourse on any of these um, complaint resolutions would happen outside of this board as the board is directed at this time. So this is blaming that process. Um, it makes it much harder for it, you know, for us to have an initiative in which we would want to have any type of data collection efforts and endeavors because we would only be able to generalize with those specific factors in mind. And that's not going to be extremely helpful. Um, so, but yeah, thank you for clarifying that. But we, the people, want to see you embrace your power. Thank you. But again, Chief, uh, thank you for sharing the complaints and mm -hmm. we hope yes. through this process, we can move the city forward. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, board Member Littleton, you have a comment? Sure, this is Board Member Littleton. Chief, I would just ask if, um, I know I appreciate the information being provided, but in reviewing what is out here for the complaints for October, I guess I would ask, and you said this is just for conversation, even though we're not in a purview beyond bias base. Um, if we could possibly see more in depth about case uh, complaint number 38 and 39, is there any possibility that this board could get further information from the investigation of those two complaints? Um, if you want to visit with uh, Major Cooper, he's in charge of our Office of Professional Accountability. Um, he can answer any questions you might have about those two. Yeah. And how, how, as a board, I mean, how can we... Um... You would have to do it individually. Okay. I guess I would just put that out to the board and, and reading these, that those two stand out to me. I would be interested in learning more about the 38 and 39. If that's what you're, uh, yes. that's the direction you're going with, uh, mm -hmm. Board Member Littleton? Littleton? Yes. yes. Okay. So basically, uh, to summarize, we can, uh, the police department is willing to share on 38 and 39, but it has to be done individually. We couldn't have uh, two of us in there? We'll do executive session. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you want to, yeah, we're just not going to do it in an open meeting. Those okay. are, they're not open yeah. records and we're not going to have an open meeting discussion about them. If you all would like to look, uh, get further information and look at them, that's fine. So for more clarity, uh, if uh, board member Littleton and myself went in there and sat with Major Cooper, is that allowable? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So maybe Steph, but not, not all of us can, but just maybe the two of us and then another group of people, you know, two more could be in if they're interested. But what Stephanie is pointing to is how can the board see those as a group, right, Stephanie? 
Yeah, yeah, I'll be, this board member Littleton, and I understand, uh, you know, as far as I don't want this necessarily to be open meeting at this point, I really think that at least, you know, a couple of us can get further information so we get more in depth because these two do stand out to me. Um, not saying that their investigation is not proper, but I really do feel that if we're going to be the neutral party here, that we get a little bit more, you know, involved to see how those have come to this resolution um, without going with, with open meeting on it. So mm -hmm. maybe we do go and I appreciate the, the chief's offering to, to meet with, with uh, Sergeant Cooper and do so. <coughs> So this is that's old. That's the previous one. This is an old policy manual. That's the past one. So this may be out of date. This is from twenty twenty one. The new one is copyright Lexapol twenty twenty one. I didn't show you any changes. Three hundred three point nine point two. Further down, the head and neck should not be intentionally targeted, except when the officer reasonably believes. The suspect poses an imminent threat of serious bodily injury or death to the officer or others. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's an outdated policy. Um, any more comment from the board? I just had a final one for the chief. What Were you having any type of hope? Like, what would your intention with providing them with the summary, knowing that we kind of are limited here? The idea was to give the board an uh, idea of the complaints that we received. Um, one of the, the complaints this board has was they hadn't received any complaints to review. We have very few bias-based policing complaints, so nothing would come to the board, and it hasn't. So uh, normally what we did is we gave an annual uh, summary of complaints, um, and it, it seemed to me that it would be better to give the board uh, a monthly review of complaints rather than waiting until the end of the year and then provide the brief summary uh, so that you were at least aware of some of the complaints that were coming in. And, uh, and even though they weren't bias-based, um, we still were able to um, investigate them and then give them an idea of what we were receiving. Michael? Are we moving to public comment? Yes. Okay. I've provided this board evidence of the untruth that you're being told tonight. And the chief is sitting here very satisfied because he knows that you can't do anything about it. Must be a nice, safe place to be, isn't it, Chief? Lawsuits will. Federal indictments will. I will never stop. Never. I hesitate to say this, but I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. I've got three discovery packets now. Three with your officers not looking pretty. And I'm gonna put out some, as you say, good video. And I'm gonna help them find attorneys. And I'm gonna help them not waste the two years that I had. I'm gonna help them not make all the mistakes that I made during that time in fighting with you and fighting with the police department over it. Nah, fuck that, we're going straight to court. 
But guys, this is what they do. They exonerate first, and then they're still prosecuting him. They're still prosecuting him. Your PC-39, I think it is. The victim. He was, uh, officers on scene said they didn't have PC for a DV arrest. They said this on video, on audio. Sergeant Ashley decided to charge it on his own after he had assaulted him because they need as many charges as they can because they got to make it in court. Seem like he is the horrible person that deserved to be treated that way. I got news for you. He was actually the victim that night and the DA won't have witnesses. She's already tried to pressure him. I'm coming for badges, chief. You could work with these people and be honest. And this board could quit coddling you. I'm coming for badges. And other people are joining. Sit there in your smugness because your time's coming. And Casey, I apologize if these meetings are uncomfortable for you. It did. I didn't mean that as anything. I'm literally meaning that as an apology. So I'm turned around. Any more public comment? Steve, Mr. Watts? I thought that thing was up, but I guess it wasn't. Thank you. This complaint process, was it an improvement over the prior one where Nothing. I mean, you guys just sit in there and have a little house party all day long. It's all good. Ooh, I saw some pretty stuff going on in my image there. Excuse me. Um, and it's expanded. However, the wind got taken out of your sails. And Ms. Turner, you were not around. We had an opportunity right after George Floyd was murdered by the police to expand the police review board. And then it got hornswoggled by town executives, Brandon McGuire. And now I see, is Casey in there? Is she the one that was saying, you cannot do this, you cannot do that? You guys can do whatever the hell you want. You don't need some well-paid executive. And she's a nice lady, very helpful in many, many ways. Their job is to streamline government. It is not to protect my rights, sadly. Sometimes I think I need to go back to Winnetka, Illinois. That's what I was talking about. Google it. You can find out about how comfortable the life is there. Of course, there's other problems there, you know, like, well, we don't let Jews own property in Winnetka. That's the way it is in Winnetka, Illinois. Nor blacks. That has changed on paper. But in reality, it is the same as it ever was. Lawrence, Kansas has many of those trappings. We say we do stuff. But in the final analysis, we don't. Why are the police sticking their thumb in a guy's neck when he's full on wrapped up just to say we can do it? I don't get it. Why are the police allowed to shoot 17 times into an individual at his daddy's fucking house? Who's going to prison here? Oh, my goodness. And there was another police shooting. It just keeps happening. Why is it happening in Lawrence Hillbilly, Kansas? And as a fourth generation Kansan, I'll say whatever I want about this place. In addition to the fact that my grand, I'm from this place. I'll call it what I like. 
I like it being a hillbilly hit college town. Those idiots on top of the hill, 300 meters from my house, they used to come down here and have tea and crumpets with my grandmother. Oh, they're too good to do that now over there in the uh, <laughs> Chancellor's residence. But the police complaint process is something that the police review board needs to control. All complaints, not just little dinky ones, or bias-based policing. What the hell is that? I don't know. It's a beginning, nonetheless. Irrespective, dare to struggle, dare to win, and bring the power back to the people. I'm Take it away from Rich. Thank you, Rich. So, um, I guess the next step is to action to re to receive the report. Yeah, you don't have to have any votes or anything on it. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Okay. So our next meeting scheduled for December eighth. Do I have a motion to adjourn? Uh, James, if I might, before you do that, um, I sent all of you the uh, congratulatory and welcoming email, uh, welcoming Dr. Turner. Um, in that uh, is some training and a confidentiality agreement that um, you all need to sign. I don't know, James, if you and Jordan have had the opportunity to do that yet. Um, so if you guys would do that, and then any of our veteran board members, if you haven't done that, if you could uh, make sure you get all that done as soon as possible. We'd like to have that done by the first of the year. Okay. Don't sign it and see what happens. Realize that confidentiality agreement does not cover illegal acts. It does not cover illegal acts. Do I have a motion to adjourn? I make a motion to adjourn. Second. Third. <laughs> we'll see you all on December 8th. Thank you. Thank coming. you for your work. Thank you all for your work. Seriously. Bye. See you guys soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. Number. All those opposed? Going once, going twice. Thank you all for coming. Thank you so much. <laughs> Sorry about that.